Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Hollywood is known specifically for having the brightest smiles, perfect teeth, shiny, bright, um, smiling, happy-looking people. And obviously one of the things that makes that smile so important is um, the dentist behind the celebrity. And in Hollywood, a smile is your greatest asset. Today we're talking with world-renowned cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin, whose Beverly Hills practice sees an abundance of Hollywood stars on a daily basis. And he's going to talk with us today about the secrets behind those, those bright Hollywood smiles. Dr. Rifkin, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's a pleasure to have you on the show again. Well, thank you, Angela. It's also my pleasure to be on the show as well. I really enjoy the format and being able to share my experiences and any knowledge that I can with your audience. Absolutely, absolutely. And for those listeners, you know, that are not as familiar with you as, uh, as others, perhaps you can just take a moment before we go into some of revealing some of these secrets um, to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, sure. Uh, well, without going into a, a very long bio, <laughs> I've been a, in practice for 40 years. I graduated from USC Dental School. I have a prior uh, degree and background in arts as an art major in college. Uh, since then, I have been blessed with uh, learning a lot and being able to take that knowledge and apply it to lectures around the world. I've been able to publish um, I've been a president of an academy of microscope enhanced dentistry, which also allows me to practice with precision. And uh, I've had fun throughout my career with many celebrities and athletes. I was a former team dentist for the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, all of that experience together has given me the opportunity to meet the challenges of both my normal patients, everyday patients, and people just like myself, and those people that have special needs to be on camera and be in the public eye and always be looking their best or picture perfect. So um, that experience uh, has uh, enabled me to work with passion, as I do, to I love what I do. And I love working with all my patients. They become my friends and family. And I like to deliver the care for them that I would want myself to the highest level with the highest uh, uh, cosmetic results as well as also basically good, solid health and function. So that's, uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell. There's so much you know, more in 40 years that I could share, but I don't want to bore your audience with all the little details of what I do. I just practice with passion, and uh, I have a lot of experience in what I do, and I'm always learning, and I always promote learning to others as well as myself. That's great. That's great. Well, let me ask you a question mm-hmm. because I do think, sure. you know, as, as a public, we're so attracted to that Hollywood smile. I mean, and it's kind of a worldwide phenomenon, you know, and, and Hollywood is just known sure. so much for these amazing smiles. So what is it that draws us to a person with a great Hollywood smile? Well, that's, you know, that's a really great foundational question. The first thing I want to do is do a little bit of definition uh, modification. You know, what really, first of all, what is a Hollywood smile? I, I believe that there are great smiles and horrible Hollywood smiles. 
you know, people that have the, the vision of looking at an actor or someone on camera or a model with a smile can either look very fake, which to me would be too white, too monochromatic, not fitting any principles of nature or harmony with that person's face, and looks like their teeth don't belong in their mouth. And if that's done incorrectly, the Hollywood smile can be absolutely horrible. On the other hand, a great one, a great smile would be one that's bright and fresh and natural and healthy and makes the owner want to smile and show off their teeth and not be ashamed to show off what they might perceive as a blemish. So uh, I want to get down with that that basics to define what is a Hollywood smile. You know, teeth have to fit your face. They have to look like you and they have to be undetectable as dentistry. They have to look like they grew in your mouth and you were just blessed with a beautiful uh, set of teeth and, and lips and gum tissue that's healthy. You know, but I think what draws us to a great smile, call it Hollywood or not, is the beauty, the harmony with the face. It's the cleanliness of the mouth. And when you have a great smile, you want to smile more. And what does that do to us? You know, when you smile more, you, your appearance and your, you have a sense of friendliness and approachability and likability. And you're more attractive that way. People want to come up to you and engage with you if you're smiling. If you're frowning, you know, they get this negative cloud over you. And you may not be, even be a negative person. But if you perceive your smile as a blemish and you don't smile, others see you as sort of a sad person. And you're really not. You're just not showing a blemish in your smile. So we're attracted to happy people that show off their teeth. And, you know, of course, actors are not born to be shy, whether they are or not. And so they are engaging with the audience and with their, their fellow actors. And so you're, you're really focused on their communication. You're focused on their mouth. You're focused on their eyes. And a great smile just supports all of that. So if it's fresh and healthy and natural looking, I think that's the best Hollywood smile. Absolutely, and I, I couldn't agree with you more on that because you're right. You mm-hmm. do see some Hollywood smiles, and it's just well, some celebrities anyway, mm-hmm. and they they just right. do not, you know, they they've been they're too white, they're too white, too straight, too straight, too mm-hmm. fake looking. Um, right. But let me ask you because you know I think sure. I think the smile actually goes as well. It, it goes beyond. Um, just the appearance, um, or the appearance of, of how it makes a person feel, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, 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 I've heard many times that, you know, a good smile has kind of a signature of youth, and youth is what many of us are attracted to. Um, mm-hmm. you, is, is that true, and is, if so, is that something you can explain? You mean the youthfulness of a smile, why that's attractive? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, healthy smiles are smiles that don't have excessive wear or breakdown or chipping or discoloration or anything that looks fake. A youthful smile, if you look at a young person's fresh smile, uh, they usually have full gum tissue, their teeth are not worn, they haven't been stained by beverages and foods over years and years and years. So we tend to obviously... Uh, really enjoy and appreciate the beauty of, of youthfulness. That's why we're always trying to stay younger by exercising, nutrition, doing facial creams and all that. We want to stay young and healthy. Health is beauty, um, and youthfulness has an element of health to that. You know, there were studies on, uh, and I think I mentioned this on a prior podcast, from a study of what is beauty, and our perception of beauty is youthfulness because it's our genetic, uh, instinctual attraction and love for our young ones, our babies. 
all babies, I don't care whether you're a human being or a baby walrus or a little puppy, they're also cute. So they're really full without wrinkles. They're kind of chubby. They're kind of, you know, engaging. They're smiling. They're playful. And, and this is what we find as beauty. So a Nobel Prize winner named Conrad Lorenz uh, described that uh, definition of beauty as why we find the youthful form as, as beautiful. And, you know, we're trying to achieve that. And, you know, when we break down over time, those forms in our face and our bodies, you know, change. And not that we can't love our, our elderly. I find elderly people extremely beautiful with all the wrinkles because it tells another form of beauty, a story of their life. But when you get down to anatomy, looking at someone's youthful face and smile is more attractive, and, and we try to emulate that without making it look artificial. Absolutely. So how can a person achieve a Hollywood smile? Well, you know, uh, a Hollywood smile or a healthy, picture-perfect smile, if you want to call it picture-perfect, it's a natural smile. It depends on your age. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it, it should start, excuse me, it should start early on in life. Let's, let's, let's kind of break it down to when you're young. As a child, uh, the parents should intercept and take their child to an orthodontist or a pediatric dentist to make sure that they're developing properly. And when doing so, you know, maybe the teeth are crooked. Maybe the teeth need to be straightened out. Maybe they need to expand their arch form to create better airways, to create better faces, to control the skeletal growth that we can when a child is young. So if we do that and we teach them also how to keep their teeth healthy and clean by brushing and flossing, you know, we're going to give them a lifetime of a benefit of not only health and function, but also a beautiful smile. So it should start early. Um, if you're into the adult stage of your life and older, then smiles can be improved by obviously first analyzing, is there anything wrong with it? If their teeth uh, are just simply stained, we can do simple procedures such as teeth whitening. If their teeth are slightly chipped, maybe slightly crooked, we can do some either minor orthodontics or we can do some direct bonding with some composite resin filling materials, which uh, can solve many, many situations of minor blemishes. If you have a little bit more significant problems, such as more significant crooked teeth, if orthodontics uh, is an option, we can always straighten teeth out. But if the teeth themselves are inherently not attractive, they're discolored, from either fluorosis or tetracycline staining or they're just out of alignment slightly, you know, with a combination of problems, we can solve that problem more easily with veneers and crowns if, if need be. Uh, we try to be obviously ultra-conservative ultra, uh, ultra and minimally invasive with that. And we try to utilize porcelain and the benefits of bonded porcelain, which look incredibly tooth-like and, and natural when done properly. And so veneers can really help uh, solve a lot of problems of subtle uh, tooth, teeth being crooked or discoloration or gaps or being worn a little bit excessively. So these are uh, a whole plethora of different solutions to different problems. But I think it should start early on, and it should be continued and maintained throughout your lifetime. And one last thing, obviously, is gum tissue that's unhealthy. 
even if you have beautiful teeth, is still an unattractive smile. And it's also a sign of disease and, and lack of health. You know, a clean mouth is healthy and fresh. It's, it's better for the, the owner of the mouth to have no bacteria in their mouth, and it also improves their breath. And it can even indirectly or directly improve their relationships with others. You know, you don't want to tell somebody, a friend of yours, that you have bad breath, but it is a, design, uh, a sign of lack of hygiene and potential disease. So all of these things add up into creating a smile that's not only healthy and attractive, but it's good for the owner and good for someone else that, that sees you. So it could be great for your career. It could be great for your, your romantic life. It can be great for business and uh, just for your own personal self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, if a person, you know, has good health and they well-maintained mm-hmm. teeth and overall okay teeth, is there anything else that can be done to make their smile brighter and more charming? You know, that's another good question. Uh, of course, uh, reshaping of the teeth, if they're a little bit long or uneven, can be done. And also, you can enhance the smile itself, not just with the teeth, but the gum tissue can be leveled or corrected if it's out of alignment. And also, of course, in today's world, Botox and fillers can absolutely change the shape of the frame around the teeth. So we have a better harmony that fits the facial features, that the teeth can be in harmony with the lips. And if you have a lip asymmetry, I've I've corrected lips at just one little area. It just needs to be enhanced and make it equal to the other side. Or volume can be increased to, uh, of the lips to not make them look artificial. But again, bring them into harmony. Bring them into balance with the rest of the facial features. So these are other adjunctive types of treatments that can help improve the smile. Remember, the smile is not just the teeth. It's also the gum tissue and the lips and the surrounding skin around it. You know, many patients come to me to improve their smile, but they also have the opportunity and they really want to just look their best and sometimes it's not just the smile it's their face and so I have the opportunity to refer patients when needed or when they desire it to see either a dermatologist to improve their skin quality or eliminate or reduce wrinkles and different skin textures or even go to a plastic surgeon to really have a, a really total rejuvenation of their face you know Dr. Rifkin I have um, I, I do know that you are a frequent guest on that TV show The Doctors um, which I think is a fantastic show, and it just you know covers so much head to toe of health and beauty and and everything to do just with the human body. Um, and 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 on that show, one of the the, the segments I had seen recently was with Sheena um, from Vanderpump Rules, and she had had you know some very specific needs which you were able to address. Um, can we discuss that today? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, uh, you know, I'm very protective of my patients, so we'll be happy to discuss Sheena because Sheena was very open about discussing what had happened to her with a uh, misfortune of an accident. But I just wanted everybody to know that, you know, I'm very protective of my celebrity clients. I'm, I'm not the only one that sees celebrities. We are in Beverly Hills or Hollywood or Los Angeles. And I've had the opportunity to uh, see many celebrities, actors, models, and athletes. And, 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 I, and I value their trust, and they value my, my trust to not disclose what treatments I might or might not have performed on them. So, you know, to me, Angela, all my patients are treated uh, with equal importance, and they're all are celebrities to me. But uh, nevertheless, uh, by the nature of the profession of some of these uh, of patients mind that are on camera, they have to be picture perfect because studio lighting can be harsh and revealing. And so many small blemishes become significant because of, of the lighting. 
So I have to improve the smallest blemish to picture perfect, and I've had emergency cosmetic treatments, uh, which are common for me. And, uh, you know, Sheena is one example of that where she fractured a couple teeth in her front part of her mouth, and she's a beautiful, beautiful young lady. She's an aspiring actress at the time on Vanderpump Rule, and she had the emergency to keep working because she needed to work. We all need to have make a living. She didn't want to interrupt her career, and with the severity of the fracture and loss of teeth, you know, we had to perform some emergency care to create beautiful-looking smile during a longer-term process where she actually lost one tooth. And she couldn't go around with a missing tooth anywhere in life, much less on camera. So we had to keep her keep her working and keep her self-esteem up. So that was one of the bigger challenges with Sheena. We were on the show, the doctor showing the entire process, which took almost a year. But during that time, she always looked, quote, picture perfect, even though she had some underlying treatment to fix the front teeth and replace a missing tooth. And she was so wonderful about uh, being able to share that with the public. That, that I really appreciate that because a lot of the public don't realize that there are many things that can be done in emergency circumstances and they don't have to settle for for less and they can keep working. Um, another patient, um, since we mentioned the show, the doctors, uh, Tyronda Jones, who's a fabulous comedian and actress. She's on Empire. Uh, she wanted to keep working and also improve a lot of the blemishes that had always bothered her personally for her own self-esteem, even though she's incredibly confident, so engaging, wonderful, and funny. But she just wanted some self-improvement, so we closed many of the gaps and problems and blemishes in her smile with a combination of veneers and crowns. And uh, that was also on the show The Doctors. And the reason I'm even mentioning it is that because Many of my celebrity-type clients don't want to disclose, and even my, my non-celebrities don't want to disclose that they had anything done. They want to be somewhat anonymous about it. But uh, uh, these are two of the, two of the cases that I've, that I've seen on the, the show The Doctors. There is one more, and I'm working with an oral surgeon that is uh, to take care of some sort of developmental problem. Uh, and if you follow up, there will be another segment. Uh, this lady had lost many teeth, had many other physical uh, ailments related to her genetic disorder, and she'll be an incredible makeover when we're done. So uh, these are the type of uh, shows that uh, allow us to educate the public on what can be done to keep you looking great, whether you're a celebrity or not. You know, and I really, really appreciate and I really respect how you say, you know, obviously your celebrity clientele want to remain, you know, anonymous as, as they do in most of their life and, and, and that you also appreciate that for your, you know, like you say, all of your patients are celebrities, whether they're actors or actresses in Hollywood or they're people who are in a, you know, doing other career paths. Um, and, and I really appreciate that you, you do see your patients, all of them as celebrities and you know, but then I, I do have to kind of commend you on having people like um you, you know, um Sheena from Vanderpump Rules and Tyrande just because obviously they have had enough um of experience and trust in you and they do have a story that they wanted to share with the general public. And right. the Doctors T V show was a really good vehicle for patient education which is is really important in all aspects of, of medicine. Um, so thank you, thank you for for being that way. So my next question, my anyway, is you know because I do want to get into sure. a little bit more into cosmetics and the cosmetic right. dentistry. And so you know veneers is something that you know appears to be popular, and um, there's been great changes and um, 
leaps forward in technology on, on making the perfect teeth. So can we just chat about veneers for a while? Sure, absolutely. You know, veneers are one of the uh, most amazing cosmetic treatments that has been uh, innovated in dentistry. Ever since I got out of dental school in 1976, a few years later we started to understand bonding and we were able to learn to bond porcelain, which is the most enamel, natural-looking material that we have in dentistry today. And in the right artistic hands can absolutely transform without being detectable a beautiful smile looking totally natural. So it's one of the great material advances. It also can solve, as I said before, many problems such as crooked teeth, out of position teeth, teeth that are too narrow, gaps that are need to be closed, teeth that are too short or discolored teeth. Many of these things can be solved so beautifully and for long term with porcelain veneers. I personally have two veneers that have been there for over over 35 years, and I'm thrilled with it. Nothing really has ever happened or changed with them. Now, uh, veneers uh, are made, of course, in a laboratory. They're not direct, they're indirect, and so the ability to create beautiful, perfect-looking veneers and a perfect smile is more than just the veneer itself. It's the analysis of how the smile and teeth should be shaped to be in harmony with one another. You know, of course, again, uh, the teeth and the gums and the lips make up the smile. The surrounding face also is important for facial aesthetics, but let's we just focus on veneers and the smile. The veneers have to be bonded on perfectly without any interruption or interference with the gum tissue. Therefore, I use like a microscope to make sure that I never irritate or touch the gum tissue so that our veneers absolutely fit right up to the gum tissue without irritating them. You can often see poor results of fit by looking at the gum tissue around veneers. If, if you go online and look at before and afters or anywhere and you see red gum tissue around the veneers or crowns, you know that it wasn't done with precision or the patient's oral hygiene is not good. We have to be precise because bacteria are small. The veneers themselves artistically are, should be built in layers uh, with different types of porcelain and, and colorants that make it look natural just like a real tooth has enamel and dentin. And the step-by-step -step process that I use to to create this is first a, a photographic and three-dimensional analysis of a smile and look what our goals are and work with the patient's wishes. And then I create models in, in, in wax and sculpt as I do in art. I sculpt the teeth to the right dimension, shape, and form for that particular patient's mouth. Then from that wax sculpture, we make perfect temporaries or provisionals as we call them. And we sort of give them a test run in the patient's mouth and cover the teeth. The patient never goes around without, uh, uh, without veneers or looking beautiful. They look better than than the, the natural teeth, and then we just modify them if they need it. We sort of look at the shape of the, the design from the wax to the provisionals, acrylic, which look almost like the real veneers, and if the patient's happy with them, we just duplicate that and improve them with the final uh, ceramic restorations. This is what I call my system of aesthetic predictability. I call it the SOAP system, or some patients call it the Rifkin method. And it's a way of just going from design to a prototype testing to perfecting it and then the custom finishing for the most optimal results. It takes all the anxiety out of the patient about having the procedure done with veneers. And so it's a it's a step-by-step -step system. You know, I like happy patients. I like to be efficient, and they like to have the result become not only beautiful but healthy and have a lot of longevity to them. So veneers are absolutely just so amazing in dentistry today. It's one of the best things that has happened for patients cosmetically. I love them.
Annette, what about tooth whitening? Um, how popular mm-hmm. is I mean, is, is tooth whitening still as really popular and how safe is it um, in terms of any at-home product use? Or, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I do want to have my teeth whitened, what, are, what is the best method for me to, to get the right healthy, you know, white, shiny? Oh, great question. Yeah, great question. You know, obviously we, I love, we love our coffee, our tea, our, you know, our red wines, our, our foods that cause our teeth to stain. And so if the teeth themselves are inherently in good shape and good form and good position, the gums are healthy, but the teeth have become discolored, then teeth whitening has been around for 75 plus years with different forms of bleach. Now, in today's world, we have bleaching gels that are applied either in, directly in the office by protecting the gum tissue from a stronger bleach gel. It's very safe, and it's probably preferable to, in most cases to jumpstart the whitening of the teeth because it's a stronger bleach. It gives a more rapid improvement in the color by reducing, by eliminating the stain. The benefit also of in-office whitening by the professional dentist or hygienist or dental assistant uh, is also because... Pregnant, pregnancy is a problem for at-home methods. We don't want to have patients potentially swallow uh, bleaching gels that are over-the-counter or given by the dentist if you're pregnant because we just don't know the effect it might have on, on the unborn child. It's probably nothing, but uh, we, we certainly are very protective over uh, women that are pregnant, of course. And so I would say in-office methods uh, should be employed if, if uh, a woman who is pregnant wants to have their teeth whitened. So it's safe. Uh, the only negative potential side effect of teeth whitening is uh, a little transient temporary sensitivity in some patients for 24 to 48 hours, a little tiny throbbing or sensitivity to temperature. And so these are some of the caveats of when we bleach and when we don't bleach. And also, you know, if you have active decay or you have uh, some broken teeth, you really don't want to whiten those teeth until the teeth themselves are protected from the bleaching gel. Um, anything else that might be uh, a contraindication of bleaching is if you already have a filling in the front part of your mouth that would show uh, or a crown or a veneer and you bleach the surrounding teeth, the color of the porcelain or the bonding resin won't whiten. So you'll have a mismatch of color in the front part of the mouth. So um, I hope that answers the questions about bleaching and whitening. Well, you know, Dr. Ruth, we have about five minutes left on the show. And so mm-hmm. are there sure. any other simple things a person, you know, with, with good teeth can do to improve their smile? Or is there anything else that we haven't talked about in terms of getting that, you know, camera-ready smile? Um, I would say that one of the most foundational things that can keep the, the gum tissue healthy and the teeth uh, less stained would be getting to see your dentist and your dental hygienist on a regular basis. It's a, a minimum of twice a year and most often it's three to four times a year, every three to four months. Getting your teeth checked, getting your teeth clean, making sure that your home brushing and flossing and oral hygiene techniques are up to par. And so you'll keep away the bacteria that cause decay, which is unattractive. Uh, also red, unhealthy, puffy, bleeding gums is not attractive. Uh, It reduces the amount of stain that is on your teeth, so brushing and flossing on a regular basis also helps the aesthetics of your smile. Uh, The other benefits of coming in for, obviously, a regular exam and cleaning or hygiene appointment with your dentist and staff is also to do a head and neck and oral cancer screening. You know, today's world,
world uh, has some potential for all cancer, which is on the rise to some degree, and can be anywhere from a, a, a mild but serious uh, condition to a very debilitating, life-threatening condition. So being able to monitor the condition of the mouth by a good screening, an oral cancer screening, can be life-saving and can minimize the amount of debilitating treatment that might occur should you uh, be unfortunate enough to get some, oral, some form of oral cancer. But to keep your teeth smiling, um, keep you smiling, in other words, uh, keep them fresh and clean. Even crooked, slightly crooked teeth can be extremely attractive. You don't have to have perfectly straight white teeth. Just keep them fresh and healthy. And you know what? You're going to be more attractive, even if your teeth are not perfect, if you just smile. You know, we love to see people that are happy and smiling, even no matter what the condition of their teeth are. So... Uh, it comes from the inside out and the outside in. So I would just say, see your dentist and hygienist regularly. Look at some of the minimal treatments. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of the different options already in the show. Dr. Rookie, that was that, thank you so much. I mean, that's just so much uh, a wealth of information for our listeners. Um, how can people get in touch with you? You know, is there a website they can visit or a phone number they can ring if they have any questions or they want to just, you know, get in touch with you about their own, you know, general dental health? Oh, absolutely. They, 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 you're welcome to call me in my office. At uh, my office phone number is three one zero two seven three zero two zero zero, or you can contact me or my staff on my website at uh, www doctor, which is dr lawrence rifkin lawrence spelled with the u, no spaces lawrence rifkin doctor lawrence rifkin dot com. And my other website is uh, www.suite1200, so suite1200.com. And if you're interested, you can also take a peek at some of my sculptures at rifkinsculpture.com. And those would be the best ways to uh, get in touch with me. Uh, you're welcome to call. You're welcome to have a FaceTime or Skype type of consultation over the phone or online so I can see your, your face and we can talk personally. Well, Dr. Rifkin, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio Show today. It's been a pleasure to have you, as always, and I look forward to uh, having you back as a guest at some time in the not-too-distant future. Well, thank you, Angela. I really appreciate the opportunity to share with your audience and share with you. You're always a delightful host, and I really appreciate the uh, fact that you are educating the public and providing a forum for not only me but many other doctors to uh, interact and, uh, and increase our knowledge base. And that, in, in turn, helps the public, and I appreciate it, and I thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, have a great day, Dr. Wiskin. Thank you, Angela. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, Angela.